podcast in the universe and today we have an extremely special guest we have somebody who is a dad we have somebody who is an event coordinator we have somebody who has opened for big sean we have somebody who has accomplished a lot as far as you know what artists strive to be what somebody who's a creator strives to be and who has who has hit rock bottom who has seen the lowest of the lows who has you know been encountered or confronted with huge challenges that would break a lot of people but has stayed true to himself throughout the process has embarked on a journey of self-discovery this episode today is an episode of you know unlearning is an episode of how we can move from you know just being mindless sheep and take back more agency in our lives this is an episode of young men if you are questioning, you know, your life's purpose, if you are questioning, you know, belief systems that don't work for you anymore, make sure you tune into this episode. Um, but yeah, just such a great person. You know, we linked in multiple times in the Chicago scene. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Definitely encountered each other. And you know, I just vibe with just the the vocab and the figures of speech and verbiage that he used in his lyricism. It, it was like a step above... And it stood out to me. And ever since then, I, I kind of lost touch with him on Instagram because, like, the algorithm sucks. But the universe just, you know, brought him back. And, yeah, this has been a long-awaited episode. I've been meaning to have you on. Yes, but without further ado, we have the one and only Can't Buy Dean. Yes, sir. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good today, my boy. Really good. You know what I mean? It's going to be a blessed day, if you will. Absolutely, man. Started off beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, sun is out. Um, you know, we've been up and busy getting stuff done. Yes, sir. Been you up, know, been up since about eight a.m. with the birds. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah! You feel me? Listen, early bird get the worm. That is beautiful. Without further ado, you know, let's just dive into you know. So, so you're from Inglewood. Yes, sir. You feel me? Born and bred Chicago, mm-hmm. and you know. You've been doing music for nine plus years? Mm, maybe a little longer, but seriously for about eight or nine years, yeah. Okay, music for eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. What has kept you, you know, just grinding at it for so long? Um, the growth. And um, 
I don't think that the music was where I wanted it to be. So I couldn't uh, fault other people for not seeing certain things in there, you know. Um, most people only get as far as the cover of the book, you know, so you gotta make it, you know what I'm saying? You gotta wake them up. You gotta give them something that's gonna hit them in the face. It's gonna make them be like, what is that? You know what I mean? And I feel like I just recently got there and from there, now we go up, you know? Mm. What is up to you? Um, when I say up, I mean like, uh, you know, like the exposure or the, the getting the message out to more people or, um, you know, not necessarily like rich and famous because fame is not really something I'm concerned with, but like just getting it to where it needs to be to where I see it, where, where I see it at in my head. Like I want that to materialize. It's, it's materializing. Mm. You know, like at what point did that definition or were your intentions the same throughout the process or like where did you refine it to kind of this is a very refined mm -hmm. vision? Yeah, um, I don't wouldn't say my intentions were the same. I, I always dabbled in rap, I always had people around me, but the dudes around me that I listened to, um, as far as like their music, they kept telling me that I should do this. They kept telling me that I should do this. So, um, essentially, I was trying to make music to impress my friends. Um, and then I started to find myself in it. Um, I forgot the original question. I have ADD, like, really bad. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. The original question was, you know, so you said now it's like oh i'm not doing it for the fame or the success mm -hmm. but like just what was the journey of that like what it what, what so you said you actually answered it perfectly you were saying you're doing it to impress your friends yeah, yeah so okay. and so so that's that's kind of what it was yeah so it started that way and now for me it's just like a uh it's a stepping stone if you will like i understand that i took advice from people that i thought were cool you know so i'm gonna tell my story be very um uncensored in that and the music's gonna be one way, but now that you rock with me for this, now I can give you all this other game when I'm asked questions like the ones you're gonna ask me, you know? Cause nobody cares if they don't already have a stake in, in it. You know, you're not gonna just take good advice from somebody that you don't, you're like, mm, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the music is, for me, a tool to start the conversation or the conversations that need to be had. Mm. It's almost a, a communication device. Yeah, exactly. Within, within of, it, of itself. Yeah, just so you know, I've been through a lot of the same shit that you've been through, a lot of the same things that you've done. Okay, so, but where do we go from here? Mm. You know? It's almost like therapy. Yeah, for me it is. It's very therapeutic. It's probably why I didn't go to therapy for so long. Because <laughs> I was getting it all out. But, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. We'll come back to the music, but I'm glad you mentioned therapy, mm -hmm. especially like in the black community. You feel me? It's for, it's just like it's like it's something you don't talk about. It's just like, you know, so you go through some shit, you complain to your friends about it or like you just deal with it, keep it in. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, the fuck up. Stop yeah. being a bitch. Yeah. You feel me? Shut that. You feel me? Like, shut yeah. it down. It's yeah. just like this attitude of like, eh, shut it down. I mean, you getting money. So what's the problem? You see, your pocket's fat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you should be happy. Yeah. All the holes, you feel me? You should be happy. So, yeah, it's nah, like, nah. so, it's like, when did, like, 
the idea like how did you overcome kind of the I guess the the weight pulling you down to kind of like or maybe it wasn't a weight but just what got you into therapy and how has that journey been so far um well I really needed therapy I always wanted to try it I felt like I couldn't do it and uh an ex of mine she was in therapy and in the same financial situation so she kind of guided me through the process of like how to get there um and yeah, it's one of the best decisions i ever made you know my first therapist was not um where it needed to be so it is a long process to find the right one for you but it's a worthwhile process i mean your life is very long it took me like a year to find the right person and you know i'm gonna live for like 50 years 60 years 70 more years you know what i mean so i just feel like it was worth it and um and yeah, the process has just been learning myself, um, them validating a lot of the things that I was thinking. Cause you know, you got the angel here and the demon here, they both talking at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I feel like it's been centering and validating um, and helped me grow in a lot of ways and it admit some things to myself that I've been wording other ways. Do you wish that you had like done it earlier? Yes, I do, but I don't think that I would have been as receptive to it even like two to three years ago as I am now. Why's that? Um, specifically the quarantine, um, I'm a hustler. I'm a, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So that's my normal mindset. Like always something to do, always somewhere to be. I got to sit down and really look at myself and really examine myself. I had the luxury of doing so even though to say the quarantine or the pandemic was a luxury in any way kind of sounds weird, but that's what got me there. It's funny you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. The pandemic changed my life. Okay. This would not be happening. For sure. If it wasn't for like the quarantine, the pan like no, no treehouse show, yeah. nothing. Okay. So like, I'm glad that you mentioned the pandemic. It, it, it was such a like, it was like you said, Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustler, hustler, hustler. Yeah. Pandemic, you gonna, it's like you gonna slow down. Yeah. It forced you to, it's forced society to just, if, if you was used to like so, 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 oh, you gonna have to adapt to something different. Yeah. You, and if you somebody who was like, you already not go, go, then the pandemic is probably like beautiful for you. Because yeah. like, oh, I get to just do what I've always done. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you somebody like me and you, I'm a go, go, go type person. So it's like, it was like a first few months depressed, honestly, because it's like your the routine, your circle, your people not schools out, the crowd, you know. So it's like, but but it's like now you speaking on kind of the blessings that followed. That is like yeah. maybe you would maybe you would have got eventually to it, but it catalyzed that process mm -hmm. of getting to that that destination, and it may not be the final destination, but just get in there sooner. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Exactly. But but going back to the hustler, like. What, how, was that something genetic, something you always had, or was it just through circumstance? I feel like, uh, well, maybe a lot of people don't agree with the term ADHD because I don't agree with them just being like, your mind's different, take these pills. But uh, I'm a very, my mind is a very hyper place. So I, yeah, I've always been someone that wants to do a lot of things, interested in a lot of things. So I don't feel like, uh, anything really brought it out of me. And then, well, yeah, my mom as well, you know, I just, I saw her and, and my grandma and my aunts, 
Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just, just getting to it, like getting it done. So, um, I just, I guess I never really felt like there was an option and it didn't even really feel like a transition. It just felt like a natural progression. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that makes sense too. Cause it's, it's, um, a, a lot of people stuff. I don't want to say suffer with ADD. Cause like I have, I'm not diagnosed. But I'm pretty sure I have ADD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody who knows me, yeah. you know the conversations we had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like 99%. So it's like, I'm not going to say suffer because like, it can be suffering or it can't. Depends mm -hmm. on, you know. But a lot of people have ADD or have ADHD. And it's, and it's, it's, it's refreshing hearing your opinion, you know, just of like, you know, maybe it is a combination of that. Maybe there are ways, outlets, mm -hmm. you know, to work with that. How... As someone with ADD, how do you think your approach to music has been different? Uh, for me personally, I um, I can't stick to like one sound or one scene or one vibe. I'm a different person sometimes, different days of the week. You know what I mean? You might get a different me on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, still the same at the core, but you know, different feelings, different emotions. You know, I listen to as much Lauryn Hill as I do Future. You know what I'm saying? So um, I take all those things in and, you know, that's my approach. My approach is I'm human. There's a whole spectrum of emotions. You're going to get a whole spectrum of music from me and a whole spectrum of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A whole spectrum of my understanding of what's going on around me, depending on the <clears throat> day and time and my mood. You know what I mean? Even my beat selection, daytime mood, you know? So you're very intuitive. Um, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Mm -hmm. But I, I asked that question because, well, even going back to, I like how you say I'm human. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, as a rapper, you know, you've done other things, <coughs> so, whatever. But just coming back to that human part, personally, I rap too. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to play you my best song I talked about and get yeah. your opinion on it. I definitely want to hear it. No, nah, I think it's lit, but you feel me? I'm waiting for the right moment. But, Coming back to the human part, because I was a rapper, mm -hmm. I, I felt like people were just judging me mm -hmm. on face value. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is what to expect. Or like, okay, he, he make this kind of, one of his songs sounds like this, mm -hmm. which kind of sounds like this nigga, so I'm going to treat him like this yeah. based off of my history of people who, yeah. have you ever been like, felt like you were just being judged by, by like just your appearance, appearance or what you do or like being, you know, like. And how have you navigated that? Just being written off all the time. And I feel like I get, I got used to it on at an early age, you know, growing up in Inglewood and talking proper and not being your typical like person that meets everything with aggression, all this nigga soft, you know what I'm saying? Or being a scholar and being all these programs and being like, we wouldn't really do that. Like, Oh, this nigga's hood. You know what I'm saying? Or specifically in music, like, Walking in and niggas get to talking to me and they be like, this nigga not street. And it's like, yeah, I, I said that already. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, just written off. Or Brody don't even got 10,000 followers. His post getting like 50 likes. Write him off. It happens so much that I don't even pay attention to it anymore because I know that their attitude is going to change later. And I'm not even looking for that validation from these people. It's just like, I'm definitely going to treat you differently when you change your mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Like, it's just like, I, it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I knew you would be over here. Yo, what's up? Like, come on. It's just like, no, like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just feel like I've gotten used to it. I've always been the black sheep, whether it be in my family, my friend group, whatever circle I'm in, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, uh, I expect it at this point and I just get more comfortable with, with myself and being me. Mm. Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how do you get comfortable? Like what's your safe space of like processing all that? <clears throat> um, my safe space of processing that is honestly, you know, me being alone and reflecting, um, and absorbing things that will help me. Like, you know, um, Art helps me a lot, whether it be comedy, because most of the stuff that they're saying is true. And, you know, they're just making it funny. Uh, absorbing other music, uh, absorbing uh, TV shows and just seeing the message behind it and also the patterns in it as well. You know what I mean? That's So my safe space is really a, a place of just uh, fly on the wall and uh, A, B in it. Like, okay, they did this, I did this. You know what I mean? Type of thing, not like really necessarily comparing myself or upholding myself to anything that they got going on, but just finding the parallels. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that that's my space of comfort is uh, relating to situations and people. And then I, I, I feel like I find a lot in that. You know, mm. I, it's not a physical space or like a certain task. It's, it can be as simple as seeing somebody walk down the street. Um, this person's holding their daughter's hand across the street this person's just letting their kid walk behind them and not even looking at them. You know, things like that. Like just normal everyday life. I don't know. I feel like I just, I find something in everything. I, I don't even know how. Mm. Going back to off the record. Mm -hmm. Do you think this ties into the ADD and all that? Because you said how your approach to music is like a very mechanical approach. Yeah. Do you, when it comes to crafting a song. Yeah. Okay. Yo, so let's walk me through that process of like, you say, you, you, the, like over the phone, you said one of the reasons you keep doing it too, mm -hmm. and maybe we're going to get to that was like, you think you just coded just writing, just the writing process. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like you take, you take pride in that. What's, what's your writing process look like? Um, so it depends on the day, right? But usually I have things on my spirit that need to come out and, uh, you know, the verses kind of like start themselves. And I uh, spend a lot of time alone. So that's when I figure it out, go through it. Like taking a long drive, like my daughter lives an hour away from me. I write a lot of songs in that time. You know what I mean? Or I wake up every morning, work out, do this, this, that, and the third. House is empty, nobody else is around. I write a lot of songs in that time. But I usually come up with these things that are on my mind and ways to turn them into something entertaining and then I find a beat and then other days you know I just go beat shopping and immediately I got something for it so yeah I mean it's, it's one of two ways it's either like my my mind is telling me my, my spirit really you know what I'm saying that's what we really mean when we say our mind anyway right it's telling me that this needs to come out and it comes out and then I find a way to craft it to be entertaining or I hear an, a beat that I like and words just appear. It just speaks to me at this point because I've done the, I'm probably at like 40, 50,000 hours on this writing thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that um, somewhere in a the book, <laughs> they mentioned like get that 10,000 hours in. Yeah, yeah. So, so he said 40 hours. Hats yeah. off, man, you know. That's, um. I mean, I got notebooks on notebooks on notebooks, my guy. Like in high school when I was, 
when I didn't even understand at the time that I was depressed, I would just write song after song after song after song. You know what I mean? And I, I never even put most of that stuff out, but it, it helped me get to this point where I'm like, I know I can make something hot. You know what I mean? Why were you depressed? Um, life, it's crazy, man. You know, growing up, I, um, like I said, I was always the black sheep. I never fit in anywhere, you know? So, um, that I wore with myself about that. Like, why don't I uh, want to go to the park with these niggas and hit on girls? Or why don't I like basketball? Or why am I not good at basketball? Or, you know, just all the things that we're conditioned are like our only choices, you know? Like, those are the only people I knew at a certain point. And me being absolutely nothing like them, I felt like something was wrong with me. You know, so, um, but like that was a source of it. And also um, what they would call, which you, I guess the only way to really say it is like verbal and mental abuse within the family from just being different and not being like everybody else, you know? No, heavy on that, you know? Yeah. Especially, it's hard to, it's easy to lose yourself in that, in that process of, because that, that's the first step yeah. is realizing I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you feel me, fucking sit on the block all day, yeah. hop, you know, catcalling. That might float, float your boat. Yeah. No, doesn't float my boat. Yeah. But then it's like, but then next thing you know, you, you're doing that shit. And it's yeah. like, wait, why am I doing this shit? How did I get here? Yeah. And I'm trying to be good at it and I don't care. I'm trying to impress these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fucked up part is you actually get good at it. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Some of those skills that I learned from those situations, they still serve me today, but I've thrown away everything that doesn't. You know, there's something you can learn from everybody. Like, most of my role models were like hood niggas or gangsters or whatever, or niggas that were doing shit that, you know, um, that nobody should really be proud of. But at this point in my life, I just see the good parts, how they got up every day, did something to make sure that they fed their family, took care of people, and no matter how fucked up they were in the head or how crazy their life was, they still went out of their way to care for other people, even if they didn't see it like that. Even off the record, we come back to that a lot. Like, mm -hmm. even you were talking about, you was listening to, um, I can't remember the artist, but you said you went to listen to Lupe, to Little Dirk. And then it's just like, you take the what's useful yeah exactly listen with intention exactly when, when when did intention become so important to you when did you realize like hey like okay yeah i'm good at this shit but like i don't like that mindfulness mm -hmm. you know that third that bird's eye view when did that start getting agency in your life so when i first started rapping for real i was hanging around a lot of street niggas and <clears throat> you know once again making songs to impress them but then when you start getting honest with yourself and realizing this isn't me, I would say that point came when I went to college and instead of meeting the people that were around, the people that my energy gravitated towards me and gravitated me towards them kind of gave me a better understanding of who I really was. And then that kind of changed my intentions and my message in the music because I was capping, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not shooting nobody, I'm not sliding, I'm not doing any of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I just I'm just a hustler, you know what I'm saying? And that's but you cool. looked the part. Yeah, I look rap. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But every hustler ain't a gangster, every gangster ain't a hustler. You know what I'm saying? So you you don't have to you can be more than one thing, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like 
that kind of really started to open itself up to me when I started to really curate my own friend group around 18, 19 years old. Mm. You mentioned, you said you linked in, like really hooked up with one of your, your homeboys mm -hmm. and then he went to LA and is doing like music video stuff. Mm -hmm. Go go more into that. Cause that, what that sounded like to me is like, so like accountability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my homie Andrew Morris, uh, shout out my boy Drew, you know what I'm saying? Shout out my little nephew Ben, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, he's a skater from Waukegan. And uh, we linked up, you know, smoking weed to be honest, but uh, we really started to connect to one another. And you know, with, with the way that they do things, they had to do every, they had to get it out the mud, you know? Somebody's got a camera, we're gonna go here, we're gonna film this, we're gonna fall a million times, get it right once, but when we get that on camera, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So that mindset, plus having already been through that in my life, um, in my own way, um, we connected on that, and then we began to challenge each other and um, you know, just talk about like what's actually going on here. He was in school for communications, which I, we still don't even know what the fuck that means. You know what I'm saying? And I went to school for business administration because I just knew that I wanted to own something. I wanted to do something, but I didn't really know what yet. And so we both were just like, this is kind of stupid. We're not really learning the things we need to learn. These classes aren't really serving us. This curriculum isn't really serving us. And at this point, I'm just paying to get good grades so somebody can pat me on the back for some shit I don't care about. And so we really just uh, pushed each other to to go in those different ways. And I remember sitting there on the couch in our apartment, um, filling out the applications for, or I don't need, my memory's so bad, I don't remember we did it in that moment or we talked about it in that moment, but I remember I was sitting next to him when I looked up the Illinois Institute of Art um, in Schaumburg and, and applied there and he applied to Columbia. And, um, you know, we just held ourselves to those things. And I feel like he's like, my unofficial uh, goal partner, you know what I'm saying? Where we just kind of, you know, check in on each other. Um, he's got two kids now, he's married. So, you know, we don't talk as much as we used to. That's just, you know, just growing up, just life, yeah. life you know what I'm saying? But um, I feel like that really, uh, really propelled me to take everything into my own hands or even being like, I wish I could record out here and him being like, yeah, we got a closet right there. His microphones are $80, nigga, we buying cases of beer and pizzas and jeans and shit all the time. Mike's only $80, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go, you know? And one of my neighbors actually had a mic and was recording already. So that like even propelled me even more to make my second mixtape. Mm. So you mostly started, like that's when you started taking things a little more serious. Yeah, into my own hands. And, um, but I would say that kind of began the journey of self-discovery because even still then I was just doing things that I was supposed to do that I thought I was supposed to do. You understand what I'm saying? So I trying to fit in and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, there's less fitting in and more of me being myself, but the processes even, you know, everybody's process is their own, but I'm only going from what I've seen, which is at that time, you can't really look anything up to see how these niggas got here or what they even did to get here. You just see the end result. And so um, from the things that I heard and that I learned or whatever, I just, um, I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot where we were going. <laughs> no, no, no. The, that, I, I, the I changed the subject, my boy. Like <laughs> mid sentence, mid sentence. <laughs> no, no, you're doing better than most. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. that's all show, I was saying. Um, let's take a deep breath and kombucha. Um, 
kombucha. He said, he said. Kombucha <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you, slime. We got the ginger lemon. You mm -hmm. feel me? We gonna bless the bottle again. You know, it's been two weeks. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. You feel me? We got the mason jar, so you know it's gonna be gas. And uh, here you go, my king. Get on around there. I got you. You lanky out here, long limb, yes, <laughs> motherfucker. So we we Gucci. There we go. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill it. No, but yeah, what I say is, uh, I kind of remember where we were. It came back. Yeah, yeah. So Santé. Yes, sir. You gotta make eye contact when you do it. What does that mean? What does that mean? The eye contact. No, no, the, the word you just said. Oh, santé, it means cheers in French. Okay, for sure. Santé. Santé, santé, my boy. There we go, there we go. Yes, sir. But uh, when I was saying, you know, finding myself in these processes, mm -hmm. um, realizing that a lot of them don't work for me, um, it led me to my own processes. So, um, and then, you know, it's trial and error, you know, so just, I mean, really just a lot of trial and error to get there and then really just uh, hone in on it and figure out these are the things I like and these are the things I don't like. And it's okay for me to separate that. And it's cool if everybody else ain't cool with it because you're not me and you're not doing what I'm doing or you don't even have to be a part of this. It's cool. I can still love you. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? What were some of the things you were doing to like separate like, okay, this is important, this is not important. But what are some of the trial and errors? Um, so initially, some of the separation became the content and the lyrics and my vocabulary and things like that. Um, but then so you reach another separation point where one of my homies, he's a Lebanese guy. Um, he was like, Yo, you're really intelligent and I love your music, but the best way to be smart is to say things in the simplest way that even the dumbest person in the room can understand them, that everybody can soak it up. So all the anti-disestablishmentarianism bars, it's like they're not really serving your purpose. So then there's another, okay, let's remove this um, TI level of wordplay, you know, that's unnecessary for me to get my point across. You know what I'm saying? And then um, when we get there, it's like, okay, these beats are what I think hip hop should sound like, but I'm really listening to this shit over here. So does it have to sound like what I think hip hop should sound like? If it's, I need to go with the things that are moving my, uh, moving my spirit. So, okay, let's take that out as well. You know what I'm saying? Like just, that's that's the, the whole process. And it's, it's a constant add and subtract. You know what I mean? No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it just takes time. Yeah. It takes time on multiple levels yeah. and multiple phases. It takes time to even know that what you're making in the past is not really even resonating with what you are at the present. So it's yes. like, but it, like you say, you just got to start. Start today. Start today. You'll figure it out. You know, like fuck the equipment, fuck a grade A producer or mixer, just start. Yes. You know, if you got to record on your phone, just start. What I want to touch on is um, I was bumping your song. I was bumping your song, Popeye. Mm, Popeye. Yeah. Yes. I was bumping that song, Popeye. And, like, I fuck with the beat and all that. But just, I love the level of just, like, like, just 
your understanding. Mm -hmm. I could tell you were very comfortable mm -hmm. with like the format, the delivery. I just saw a lot of dots connecting yeah. on that track. And I wanna, I wanna talk about the content though, like the lyrics. One of your bars, and I, I don't wanna butcher it, but it's something like it's like talking to a brick. I'm talking to a brick on a wall, or like yeah. it's it's falling on deaf ears, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then, but people talk about how they move in bricks, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so and so showing up, you know, exterior on point. Yeah. But then living with their mom, or like exactly. the way they live. So it's like exactly. speak more on that, like how. What when did you kind of understand that okay cuz cuz we all want to be a J Cole you know uh, um, that that's just level wise level wise level wise that's wise. a blanket statement i understand that's a blanket statement yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, am i still in the view on there <laughs> i don't want to say we all want to be a J Cole but a lot of people want to reach the point where they can be quote unquote woke Mm -hmm. but then have the level of success as J. Cole. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of artists struggle with finding that balance, you know, of, okay, and sometimes speaking your mind is woke. Sometimes speaking your mind is fun. Sometimes speaking your mind is so-and-so. But how have you, over the years, because you've had a longer track record than me, but even me, I struggle with that. How have you, over the years, kind of found that delicate balance of, okay, this is relevant, this is being me, this sounds good, it's what people like, or do you just not even... Like, what's your whole kind of view on the music industry and like, or maybe you just are just, I just want to kind of pick your brain on that. I feel like the music industry at this point is exactly like real life. Like, uh, it's more like real life than it ever was because now we can see you when you're not doing it. So now we really want to know, is this you for real? But what I mean by that, let me let me give you a, uh, an analogy. <clears throat> So there used to be a time when you go to the south side of Chicago, you see people dressed one way. You go to the west side, you see them dressed a completely different way. You go to the east side, you see them dressed a completely different way. You know what I'm saying? But now that everything is so central, everybody's got on turtleneck, choker chain, Gucci belt, tight jeans, McQueen's. You know what I'm saying? And when you listen to the music, all you hear is the same content, same beat selection, same producer, same video director, same direction, same everything. So the globalization is kind of um, taking it to a, a place where the hive mind, hive mind's always been the thing because people feel comfortable doing what everybody else is doing. It makes them feel like they're on the right path, right? And so now it's just way more apparent, you know, because we can see everything. And my thing is, you know, even growing up as a kid, like I had one pair of Air Force Ones. I, you know, not because my mom wouldn't buy them, but just because I was like, I'm, I'm good on those, you know? So I don't have a problem stepping outside of that, like what everybody's doing, what everybody's wearing, even though niggas was clowning me for wearing like shell toes or whatever, whatever else. So I'm gonna do that same thing now. I'm not gonna change that. It's like, I'm gonna go with what moves me at the time. And um, yeah, I'm gonna make sure that the beat is dope to me. It might not, this song might not be for everybody. And that's cool. I got another one that's for you or another one that's for you or another one that's for you. Like it's. It's okay, so that's really my approach to it is everything ain't for everybody, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm gonna do what serves, what what the message needs and what serves me at the time, um, as long as I ain't hurt nobody, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just picking beats and writing songs, so you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, but yeah, I just feel like that uh, follow, follow the leader mentality has trickled over into everything because of the globalization of everything. 
and uh, I'm just gonna not, I'm just not gonna do that. You know, that's really my approach, and it's not really even a a conscious decision. It's just like who I am. Mm. No, that's important to hear. Is um, we're all different. Yeah. You know, it's not a one shoe fits all. Exactly. You know, and we need more artists like Can't Buy Dean. We need more artists like Saba. Saba. Shout out Pivot Man, man. Big we, shout uh, out. we lost in the Chicago Squeak. Reader. Uh, you know, rest in peace to Squeak, rest in peace to John Walt. Um, but um, those guys, you know, they're younger than me too, but they also inspired me. Um, Saba was just so different in himself. And you know, always shows love, you know what I'm saying? Um, him, MF and Mello, Joseph Children. Joseph Children's is like literally my favorite Chicago rapper. I need to get on like, the I, way I, that he uh in a good way mixes up pop culture with poignant like analogies that really relate to your life where you could like take something away from it, where it's like food, but it's also funny. It's like listening to Dave Chappelle rap or some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um Shout out to them. Um, shout out my gang, League Champs. If we had to lose that best hip hop group to anybody, I'm glad it was them. You know what I'm saying? They deserve it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little tangent. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Yeah, you said uh, different artists like that. Yeah, and we do need more of that. You know what I'm saying? We do need more of the. Everybody can't be little baby and just come in on the sound, on the same sound as everybody else, and just kill it. You know what I'm saying? And even still, he's found his own personality in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we do need more of that. We need people just that's, that are not like what's hot right now, but this is me right now and it's going to be hot because it's me and it's authentic. Maybe you've always, have you always had that confidence that like it's me and it's going to be hot or is this something that you've developed through unlearning? You've developed through ups and downs, through relationships, through I would say I've developed a confidence over time um, through self-awareness and accolades and honestly other people like telling me like, no, you don't see yourself, like you're not valuing yourself enough and stuff like that. But before it was kind of like an arrogance because I just was like, I'm smart and I'm dope and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And these things that your mom feeds you or the people around you feed you and like, you know, not to, ever uh, shit on my mom for, for that because it got me here. But yeah, I would say the uh, unnecessary arrogance has developed into a healthy confidence. Mm. No, that's powerful. Yeah. That's that, that wording is, that wording is so deep. I, I relate to that so heavy because similarly, I was someone who got good grades, mm -hmm. went to college engineering, that was my identity. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at math. Yeah, same, same. I, I, I leaned heavy on the fact that I was the black kid with dreads who's smart. Mm -hmm. I, I made that my identity. Mm -hmm. And that's on the other spectrum. I won't say it's as bad. I'm not going to say bad or worse, but I'm just saying it is equally harmful to the individual. Yeah. You might be doing good to the society, mm -hmm. image-wise, because you definitely want more young black men with dreads to be engineered. Yeah, yeah. But at the individual level, you got more work to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> because and and I'm re I recently had to do a lot of unlearning, and it's like, yes. okay, I am the black engineer with dreads, 
who's good at math, but I'm also this. Yeah. But I'm also this, but I'm also this, but I'm also this, mm-hmm. and I'm none of them at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah, exactly. That's what's important. That's what's important. What experiences got you to the point where you kind of had to, I don't want to say discard it because there's value to that, mm-hmm. but take it with a grain of salt. Um, I would say number one experience is the best teacher, but how can I say this? Yes, I came from poverty. Yes, there was a lot of things that were going on, but for the most part, looking back in hindsight, I was kind of spoiled. You know, um, my mom made sure that she got me the things that she could afford, which was a lot more than most people had around me. Um, and up to a certain point, I had never really lost. You know, I, there was trauma and, and all kind of crazy things going on, but I didn't perceive it as that then because everybody was having these same problems. Like I said, I was depressed, but I know that now. So at that point, I had never lost. You know, um, good grades, didn't try. Getting girls, didn't try. Making money, didn't try. Played football, ended up on the varsity team as a sophomore, didn't try. Wasn't even interested in football. So I had never really lost at that point. And though, so when life started to go the other way because I built up this arrogance from all of these wins, um, I learned a lot about myself and the journey and a lot of the things that I was judging or holding myself to a higher regard for. Now I'm in these situations and I'm doing the same thing that I was judging niggas for. And now I understand more. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What are some of these situations, if you don't mind? Um, for me, like, uh, you know, nah, I ain't never gonna be homeless, homeless. Like, I'm always gonna hustle, like, sleeping on the train. Yeah, nigga, it's, it's not that easy. You know what I'm saying? What You can't really, you know what I'm saying? It's not that easy. Or uh, a girl ain't gonna never treat me like this or do this, this, that, or the third to me. Okay, now it happens. Now what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Or uh, if it was me, ah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now I'm in that situation. I actually kind of backed down the same way you did. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really built for that situation. You know what I'm saying? Just um, things like that where, you know, you're young and you're speaking from a place of like all these things in your head and all these movies you watch and all this bad advice. But when you really go through it, you get to see like what it is. And if you go on, um, grow from it at all you have to look at yourself and and realize like yo i was just shitting on this or just saying i wouldn't do this or wouldn't be here or whatever it is and now that it's come like i feel exactly how i was saying i would never feel or i want to do exactly what i said i would never do or actually that's the only way out (laughs) you know what i mean man that's crazy and not, not even though like a Chicago shit, man, that's crazy. Like mm-hmm. the evolution and the it resonates with so many people. Yeah. Even if they don't know it resonates yet. Yeah. A lot of people are at different stages of their journey. Yes, sir. And and it, it, I like to look at things. I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd. Okay, I'm not. If you no. can't take a <laughs> oh, I just peeped the post. Yeah. Oh no, you got it. Yeah, let's go. A little bit, you know what I'm saying? Go. I'm all for it, though. <laughs> I, I I saw you a Harry Potter fan. No, yeah, I like the same type of shit. I just don't like Lord of the Rings specifically. <laughs> specifically, damn. It's cool. No, it's not. I don't dislike it. It's just not my thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're more like future stars, mm-hmm. spaceships. I mean, 
not even necessarily like Harry Potter's like olden times, yeah. but like here's a kid in a family that he doesn't fit in and resonate with it completely. You know what I'm saying? Frodo had a whole support system. <laughs> Yeah, eight niggas. You know what I'm saying? He had a whole support system. I don't know what that's like at all. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think of it like that. That's interesting that you break it down like that. Like, the things that that we vibe with, it's not even like... I'm thinking, like, externally. Like, you just don't like the swords and the armor, but it's No, I love mythical... um, I love that time period and that... I was science fiction, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Whether it be, like, older in the mythology or further in the future. You know what I'm saying? I love that stuff. Mm. No, how do we get here? But th- it's a beautiful reason, because this was great. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Well, you asking me. Yeah, no, I, I'm asking my to speak now, licking out loud. Oh, no, I said that to say I like the structure of, like, the story. Yeah. Like, the hero story. It's mm-hmm. comfort, you know, like, at home. You know, Lord of the Rings, he's, if, you, if you don't know, he's chilling in his crib. He's kind of rich. He's got everything he wants. He's, like, 50 years old. Yeah. He's just chilling. He's just going to sip tea and just die. Whatever, through old age. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna let this one out. Hey man, kombucha, <laughs> man. No shame, no shame. No shame. I'll, I'll take I'll take that one. That's on me. Um, but then it's like adventure awaits. A wizard shows up at the door. Then it's like her hero turns it down, then thinks about it, then decides to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. Then it comes to a point, oh I kinda I hate this. Then it's like something happens, and it's like, okay, why did I fucking do this? They want to turn back. Yep. They reach the point where they want to give up. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like that's that's like being on a train, mm-hmm. you know, from that whole hero's journey, because that's the way my brain works. That's that's that could have been a make or break moment. Yeah. You know, because imagine building your whole identity on I ain't gonna be that. Yeah. You said, you know, what I'm saying, quoting you, you felt that you was kind of spoiled. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like, not experiencing that level of depravity. Yeah. Up until that point, yeah, that could that could be it for a lot of niggas, and I'm not saying die, but it as in like downhill, ambition, just go downhill, just over with. Yeah. Like, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? A, how did you um, overcome that point? How did you you know get past that? And B, you know what was? How did that define the way you approach situations moving forward? Well, the um. The overcoming factor was one day I was asleep on the train and I got a call um, from my daughter's mom right now and so um, you know I have something to tell you and I was like you're pregnant right and um, so now I have another life to take care of and me giving up on myself is not an option because then I've already given up on her and so she in a sense saved my life um, not like I was gonna kill myself or anything but I was not my headspace was uh was not leading me in the right direction and so that kind of changed my headspace um changed my mind a little bit and i need to pull myself out of this situation and it kind of like reactivated my hustle and then you know um it was still a long journey but i would say like maybe two and a half years after that phone call we're at the dealership and i got my daughter helping us pick out cars and she really likes this jaguar and you know, I liked it too, but now I'm able to get this Jaguar. You know what I'm saying? I was wishing I had $20. Now we're like, are we getting the Jaguar or the Mazda? And so from that moment on, I'm like, yo, like I would have never got here if I wouldn't have, you know, woken myself up and, and, and got on it. And that just let me know that like, it's really all attainable 
And so now that's how I treat everything. It's like, I'm going to get it. All I got to do is put the work in and, and, and do it with purpose and intention, you know, and those aren't the words I'm telling myself at the time, but the message still was there for me, even though now I'm better able to articulate, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that, those are that, that's the two right there. My baby um, saved my life and changed my mindset and the things that I was able to make happen for her and for us um, made me understand that I could take it even further that I was barely just getting started. What other ways did having a, a daughter change your mindset? Um, you kind of lose sight of who you were as a child, but now that I'm hanging out with little me, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, showing me that I, I really haven't lost that and how I never want to lose some of those things. And uh, all of these things about blocking out your emotions, hustling and, you know, fucking sweeping under the rug and just get it. Go get money, nigga. Like, don't get mad. Get money. Nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like type shit. Um, dealing with her and her pure emotions just kind of reopened me up to months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um... No, yeah, that's really it. That's that's the answer. It's <laughs> a beautiful answer. Thanks for sharing that. No problem, man. No problem sure. at all. No, I, no, I appreciate you know what I'm saying because a lot of people you know may not you know one plus one equals two, mm-hmm. but have have reached a, a rock bottom. Yeah. You know, I would call that a rock bottom. I would call yeah. that a very low point. You know. That was my rock bottom, for sure, for sure. You know, well, the, the first one. Mm. What's the second rock bottom? Um. My mom passed away in 2016, which is obviously a very traumatic loss. Um, I paid for her funeral in cash. So I had all this money saved up. We were supposed to be getting buildings and doing this, that, and third. She was a real estate agent, but I was taking care of her with some of the funds. Paid for the funeral um, because she had this life insurance policy where my daughter was a sole beneficiary, but we didn't get a chance to change it before she, you know, passed away. So now that money's just in a bank account for my daughter, which is great, you know, but, and I'm like, I'm going to make it back. I got it. But then I had a very traumatic business loss, like a month later, cost me like $5,000. So now I'm sitting there, $900 to my name, lost the most important person in my life. My bills are $1,500 a month living in Wicker Park. And I don't really have any hustles because I kind of, my whole plan was this stuff that me and my mom was going to do. And I don't know how to do it without it. So that was the second rock bottom for me because I kind of sat in those emotions um, for a really long time before I reactivated my hustle again and, you know, really got to it. So, yeah, I I would say that that would hit me harder than being homeless because when I was homeless, I feel like I had way more support. But when the stuff with my mom happened, I was older. So niggas not just hanging around like, yeah, come through the house and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's doing their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Man. What what brought you out of that place? Um, what brought me out of that place? I would say um just time. Really just time. Um and once again realizing like, yeah, like this is fucked up and I feel like this, but like I'm not going to be able to be someone for my baby that I need to be if I continue to let this eat me. And I watched my mom pay for my grandma's funeral and never stop hustling and things like that. And my mom's attitude, um, I just feel like we owe it to them 
not even owe it to them. I feel like, honestly, energy transfer is a real thing. So when somebody that you admire passes away, like you get a piece of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it activates itself in you. So I feel like I can't let her down because she did all this stuff for me to be this guy. You know what I mean? And uh, I know it was not easy for her, especially now that I'm going through it as a parent as well. You know what I'm saying? And um, and just knowing that Azalea needed me. Azalea is my baby. Um, and so th those are the, the main two driving forces that, that pulled me out of it. Yeah, that's um, just combined with the business loss too. You mm -hmm. know? Because that's, that's your... That's your part of a huge part of your sense of purpose. Yeah. You know, thinking about your your mother. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking about you know her legacy. Yeah. You know, what what are some things that you would you know keep or or do differently with your daughter? Because we mentioned the process of unlearning, the process of you know discarding, keeping what serves us, yeah. and discarding the things that don't. Yeah. What what are things that from your upbringing that you you would keep or pass on to to as, as Azalea? Azalea. Azalea. Yes. So um, the things that I want to keep is that attitude, um, believe in yourself. You got to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. You can't control anybody but yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you have to take pride in the things that you do. You have to do everything with um, some intention or some purpose. And the things that I've already taken away, which is I've taken it away in real time, like in her life, you know, I would yell at her when she did wrong or spank her when she did wrong. But now that she's older and she's nine years old, so, you know, she's she's a whole person, you know, whole personality, her own thoughts, her own intuitiveness and everything. So now what I do, um, sometimes, you know, I still get mad and I yell and stuff like that, but it's not as crazy as it used to be. I, what I really do is just ask questions. Like, how did you think that was going to work out? What did you think was gonna happen when we did that? Okay, but we've been telling you this, so why would you, you know what I'm saying? And I just like let the gears turn in her head, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I just leave it at that and don't even like really punish her for real, for real, because I know that that's enough, but she's got all these nice things and just take all of that shit away. And she's even gotten to the point now where she's like, ah, whatever, it's the iPad, whatever, it's the commitment. And at that point it's like, okay, now, you know what? You always complaining about math. Start at one times 10 and go all the way to 100 times 10. Write that on this paper. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you got that? All right, now start at one times 50, do that. So, you know, my punishments are, are brain building exercises necessarily that I know that she wouldn't do, you know, if we weren't around. Or we're going to the library, we're getting all books. You're not watching TV, you're not doing nothing. You're just reading. You know what I mean? So things like that to like, build her brain and I honestly got that from my mom you know that's how I got into Harry Potter I got on a uh, punishment for being outside 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 you know what I'm saying hop off the porch you know what I'm saying and uh she made me go to the library get some books I was on punishment for like three weeks so I read like the first three or four of them that's fun you know what I'm saying <laughs> and yeah, it became fun you know what I'm saying and so now she likes to read you know what I mean she still hates math but that's how I know like okay the reading ain't really the punishment but that math is though you know what I'm saying? And that's going to do way more than the ass with me because she don't want to do that shit at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just that mindfulness yeah. of, okay, this works. This doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's the judgment of, for this situation, yeah. this is the appropriate response. And me being trained a certain way 
I respond to people just being like, oh, that's a dumb idea or things like that. Or what the fuck you doing? You tweaking. But like, I see her shut down in these moments. So I can't keep doing that, you know? Like she just completely shuts down and it's all about the rush of emotion for like, you know what I mean? She's not even absorbing anything. So you gotta progress. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? No, 100%. That's, um, it's like a fight or flight response. And it's all about breaking the cycles. Yes. You know, what worked for us, you know, getting spanked. Like that was normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Getting yelled at, mm -hmm. getting called so-and-so. Like so-and-so, it's like, you need to think of it. But it's like, now that we have the knowledge and the information out there, it is our moral obligation. It is our obligation to our family. It is mm -hmm. our obligation to our friends and loved ones to not only pass it along, but to to be that example. Yeah. To like personify, to do that shit. It's easy to say it mm -hmm. and teach it. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, I, I had, um, I think it was last week. Big shout out to CJ. You know CJ Iman? She's mm -hmm. a makeup artist. No. All that. Okay, yeah. I might know her face. I'm horrible with names, my boy. It's cool. I'm never it's gonna cool. forget Gartasia, though. That's Gartasia. That's, what? That's a hard you got one. the pronunciation. That's right. a hard one for to forget. That's love. That's love. You know but if your name's like CJ or Brad or Brittany or <laughs> Brandon or some shit, like you didn't even say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like give me like 15 seconds. It's gone. <laughs> gone. You think, I'm gonna have to hear that a couple hundred times. You know what I'm saying? The reason I remember it, she spells it like C E E G A Y E. Okay. Yeah, so that's literally the only reason I remember it. Okay. C J. Sure. So I think of it as like C J. But I say this to say she had a we had a beautiful talk last week. So many gems about the makeup industry and all that. But one of the gems she said is her upbringing. She said we learn. There's two ways to learn from our parents. By what they say. And by what they do. Mm. Message. <laughs> Big facts. And yeah. it's and it's and but but the what they do part, I don't wanna say it's more impactful because it is. It, it's definitely more impactful, but it's only impactful in juxtaposition to what they say. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't wanna cause it, it take cause if they just do, then it's like you're just gonna be a copy of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's fine. For better or for worse, if they if they just do bad shit, they just gonna do bad shit. It's not always fine, but you know, I know what you exactly. mean. Exactly, but it's that juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. it, it's the con it's the it's the irony of it. It's the oh they're saying this and they do and that's the biggest lesson. You mm -hmm. gain the biggest lesson of the conflicts of interest. Mm -hmm. So so coming back to breaking the cycle yeah. and just bring all that full circle is is we have a responsibility to move more. And I don't have kids yet, but even just. A lot of people look up to me. Yeah. A lot of people like you inspire me. So and so, like I stopped doing this. I doing it. So I'm realizing that I have an effect. You know, a huge effect on people sometimes without even thinking. So it's like knowing that I can no longer continue to move out of alignment yeah. between those two concepts. I have to, and I, no one's perfect. But as much as I can in my waking life, in my conscious decision aspect of life sometimes i am unconscious but when i am conscious is to move more in alignment yeah. between what i say and what i do that's all i feel like that is the you know the crux of it yeah the center of it i want to talk about just overall first of all let's talk about um <laughs> let's talk about ums. And I'm gonna tell you what that means in a different language. Okay. But I can't say it on this podcast. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I uh, listen. Anyway, mm's. 
Can't buy Dean LLC. We got the water, passion fruit. First of all, cop. Yeah. Cop, cop, cop. Copy some. Copy some. Yes. Get you some. Um, so health, you know, business, LLC, artist, creator. How do you balance all of that? Because it takes a skill, more than a skill. Um, I'm finna It's the, uh, the ADD mm -hmm. that, uh, did you shake that thing? You gotta shake it. I got my fucked up a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's already hitting, but. But um, this is to a sense, it's who I am. So it's not, it's not really mm. pulling me in too many crazy. It's not really pulling me in too many crazy directions. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the balance really is. Um, yeah, not to interrupt. I, I say it because you create so much. Yeah. Your catalog is, bruh. You feel me? Your music video. So I, I'm just asking, like, how do you be so productive in? Um, I would have to really put it to the to the fact that I can't sit still for too long or do the same thing over and over again for too long without, you know, not literally, but like figuratively, like sleeping on it, just going into autopilot. So, um, I just feel like uh, I like to do all these things. Um. Most of the things I'm doing now have genuinely interested me for years, you know, um, and the juice was an accident. I had a couple people over my house making music. Um, I was trying to create a, a space for people who had absolutely nowhere loving to be during the quarantine. And it wasn't a ton of people. It was like two of my homies and my roommate had one of his friends in town. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just had these ingredients and I made it and everybody was like, Yo, this is dope bro like you should sell this i would buy it and i'm on my fourth case of a hundred bottles right now uh, about halfway through that thing um, just because i took the advice i even have this uh promotional tool let me one second here. so i got this promotional tool right here they're called dean dollars mm. and this is also me following advice um i had some hundreds from a music video because I just wanted to burn them and I didn't want to burn real money. Um, and I started writing my signature on them and writing my ad on them. And somebody was like, bro, but you do Photoshop. Why wouldn't you just design some, you know? So yeah, um, but long story, long story short, I guess you could say, um, is this honestly who I am? So it's not, uh, it's not affecting me in any way um, in that sense. I mean, there's obviously parts of every business um, that are things you don't necessarily want to do and um, that you have to dedicate yourself to. But uh, I just got a calendar. I put everything on the calendar and it uh, keeps me on task. And that's the so first plan. Yeah, so that's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. What was I supposed to do today? And if it's not on the calendar, I read the text messages that I texted myself throughout the day. Mm. That's the best thing about Apple. Text yourself, it's on your computer. Text yourself from your computer, pops up on your phone. You know what I'm saying? That's huge, Jim. I didn't even think about it. Just be like, oh, I'm not gonna remember that. Let me just text myself. You know what I mean? Wow. And I, I wanna come back to that. But I wanna talk about how like that ties into something that I've been doing, just kind of using things mm -hmm. in different ways. Yeah that they weren't planned for or the concept of it. Yeah. Like Snapchat. 
You know Snapchat. Yeah. It has the thing called streaks. Have you I heard of that? have not had Snapchat for like maybe four years. It's good. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing good for you on there. No, I just re-downloaded it like last week and I was like, mm, getting out of here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like if you're in college, let's be real, if you just on some bullshit. I mean, bro, they got Instagram close friends. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> that's true. Snapchat, the only thing it has, it has this thing called memories. But I think they all have it now. Yeah. So, like, sometimes you just take pictures on there yeah. and then it'll hit you in 2017. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. doing that. Yeah. But it's like, it's a waste of time, though, because I don't need to know the bullshit and fuckery that I'll, yeah. I don't need to be reminded. You ever see one and be like, damn, I was tweaking. Yes! <laughs> Every day it'd be hitting me like May 10th. 2017 and I'm like oh not that guy not that guy like oh like cringe you know but I say this to say there's this feature called streak so basically streak is it's it's very basic concept it's like I take a picture send it to you you take a picture but over time snapchat keeps like a note of like how long you've been interacting or sending pictures yeah so I actually have a streak the only reason I have snapchat I have my friend from Germany like really close and I never do streaks but like just for her I really fuck her. I was like, fine. And we we up there. It's like 350 some days. Yeah. So it's gotten to the point like I'm on dopamine detox. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not even on Instagram except to post, but I have to make sure to get that street because like that's important. But I say this to say, I was like, wait, if I'm on a streak with her and I'm streak on whatever, like keeping that up, why don't I apply that to my life? Yeah. Why don't I, instead of showing up on Snapchat, why don't I just be consistent in like the things that I want to do? So it's like, it's this concept of like start a streak with yourself. Yeah. Just like you text yourself. Mm-hmm. What to remember? Yeah. Start a streak with yourself. Yes. In all aspects. Start a streak with yourself of that diet that you're trying to get on. Mm-hmm. Start a streak with yourself on you like to work out, going to the gym. Yeah. Cardio. Start mm-hmm. a streak with yourself with building relationships. Yes, sir. Checking in with family, checking mm-hmm. in with friends, you know, so just that concept. And I've been kind of experimenting with marrying it, but I love how you kind of just validated me in that. Just right now, it's like, oh, these are ways we can use technology. You, we can make them our heaven or our hell. Yeah. You know, so that's that's an aspect of using them not as a distraction, but as a. I'm trying to use the word that starts with a D. That's the artist in me, but not a distraction, but something that is good for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, no, I, I want to go back to. Just the, and it's, and you don't have to have a definitive answer to this, but just, it's more of like a me question, because mm-hmm. I'm also rapper, artist, singer, whatever. So I'm curious to, what what are your, and you may or may not have, have thought that far ahead, or you may have, do you, do you see like a three, four, five, whatever, X years from now, do you see like a place in your music that you're trying to get to? Yes, yes. And like um, a message you're trying to deliver or whatever. Um, so primarily in the next five years, I wanna own several properties. Um some that serve the community, some that are just pouring in money into my new ideas. Um and then other than that, you know, I wanna be um touring the world. Um Ideally, I would say, you know, Currency? Currency, the rapper, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, like his name is spelled with the. With the dollar sign. Dollar sign, right, right. So he, um, that's like my ideal place for me. Um, five years from now, 10 years from now, I put something out, I don't even got to announce it. I got my fan base, they're going to listen to it. 
Um, you know, my man's is most likely a millionaire off what he's doing, but he could just walk into McDonald's or like go to the movies, like in the middle of the day without security, or just like walk down Michigan Avenue, you know, because nobody's gonna be like, oh my God, it's crazy. <laughs> or even if they do recognize him, the community that he's built, they're just gonna be like, Spitto, what up? And that's it, you know what I'm saying? So that's like the end goal for me. Um, no disrespect to Currency, except for I'm gonna make a different album every time. Instead of the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Love you, Spitter. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I don't know nothing about cars, my boy. <laughs> we all are good at something. Yeah. You know, and are bad at other things. So that's that humility. Yeah. You know, I love that you mentioned just just the the value of. I guess I'm trying to convey this in words. Is I've completely forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> was it the, like him going, being able to go to the store? No. Walk no. down the street? Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, so why, I don't want to say you're afraid of it, but what are the reasons you don't want that kind of fame or that, notor I don't want to say notoriety, that's bad, but that fame or attention? Um, Because sometimes I have, you know, days where I'm like, it's dope. Let's walk in. Let's hug everybody. Let's do this, this, that, and the third. But some days I just want to walk in and sit in the back and just be a fly on the wall. And I don't ever want to lose that fly on the wall. And you asked me um, earlier a question about the place that I process from or something like that. And I was saying it comes from me being a fly on the wall, just paying attention to things, the parallels and things, the similarities. And I don't ever want to lose that. And also, I'm, I'm doing a lot better with this music thing now. So, you know, I appreciate everyone that's a fan. I appreciate all the love, but not everybody is the same with social cues. So me personally, if I see like Jay-Z somewhere or Currency somewhere or Snoop Dogg somewhere, I'm going to be like, Snoop, yo, big fan, my boy. Big fan. Keep doing what you're doing. Enjoy your meal. And I'm going to just go sit in the back and order my food. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to ask this man for a picture while he's eating dinner with his son or his wife or something. And they're having a personal conversation. Everybody's not cool with social cues like that. So I'll be in a conversation with somebody that I'm, you know, invested in emotionally. And somebody will come up and be like, yo, Kim, I did. Like, y'all want you to know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, y'all, I really do like hearing these things. But like, we're in a bar right now. I'm clearly like enthralled in this other person. Like we got this going on. And I'm like giving you like the face and everything. You're just gonna keep talking. Like I could only imagine how that feels for like a Beyonce or a Jay-Z or something. You know what I mean? They just they got half security just so you can't even get in that bubble so that they don't have to be an asshole. Mm. You know what I mean? And I it's not like I don't wanna get to the point where security is a luxury that I can afford, but I don't wanna need it to walk down the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you see Chance walking around out here just regular. Just being like, yo, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? He really be out here. That's the, that's the, I don't know if it's still like that, but when Acid Rap was out, you would see him all the time like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, the community that he's created. That's the energy that he's created. You know what I'm saying? And also, you already know he don't got on no jewelry and he ain't got no money in his pocket. So you might as well just chill. Like you're not going to get nothing. You know what I'm saying? So... You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just, that's what it is for me. It's like the 
uncomfortable conversations. It's like, I can be an asshole. I'm from Inglewood. It's definitely there. But I'm trying to not have that guy be on the surface. And a lot of people be really like reaching to pull it out. Even when you say like, hey, um, I appreciate the love, man. I'm, I'm having a tough day. Like really right now, it's not the time to talk. Like, yeah, yeah, but let me just tell you this. It's like, let me just tell you this. Listen to what I just said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't ever want to, I don't want to get there. I mean, it, it, you know, the good comes with the bad for everything. So that's a sign that you're doing the right things and that it's going in the right direction. But it, it's already kind of annoying on the level that I'm at. I can only imagine where it gets. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Now this is a this is a beautiful conversation. Oh sure, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate you having me, man. I love the energy in here. You know what I'm saying? Get you a Gartasia interview. You tweak. <laughs> Bless. Treehouse show is open. You feel me? Just to hear real stories from mm -hmm. real people. We dive in deep. We are just breaking down the walls mm -hmm. of separation. Yeah. And trying to be something that you're not. I love the name too. There's no walls in the treehouse. Everybody's in the same room, even though it's a house. You know what I'm saying? It symbolizes growth or that we're still growing. You know what I mean? Like I, I love the name. Thank you so much. No now that means a lot. You're you're the first person to say that. Word? Word. No one's ever like I think I've they've asked me what does it mean and then I've you, but no one's is like brought it out without me even mentioning it like I love the name of the treehouse yeah. I appreciate that that means a lot I'm glad you also said that because remember I couldn't remember what I wanted to ask you okay now it just came hey see that's the download look at God can't buy beam like like what does that mean <laughs> um so the brand is money can't mm. you know um that's the website you sent me yeah money can't buy you everything and it was just Dean and um there's Dean Spencer from New York, um, dope artist. Never met him. Was all was a fan. Um, I don't know if he's still doing music, but he was heavy in the blog area era. Niggas was sending me his songs like I love your new shit, and I'm like that's not me. And then I type in Dean on uh, streaming platforms, and then there's a band or something like that. Um, whole another country, and then there's another artist. And so uh, again, taking advice. Um, when I was doing this show called 106 and Clark, because we were on Belmont and Clark, and you know 106 and Park, you know what I'm saying? We had to do it. Um, one of the uh, people involved in the show, they told me, like, you should change your name on social media to Can't Buy Dean because you would be more searchable, because at the time it was Dean underscore A dot, and then there's an A dot in Chicago. <laughs> He's an artist. You know what I'm saying? So people are confusing me with all sorts of things. And I just felt like that would bring the brand together. And the name <clears throat> Dean just kind of came about on accident. Like, oh, that's not even your real shit. My name's Glenn Beeman, right? If you ever seen this movie, Any Given Sunday, uh, no shame in the name. You know what I'm saying? My family calls me Chili. One of my albums is called Chili. No shame over here just in general. You know what I'm saying? I'm a burp. I'm a fart. I'm a pass out. I'm a get depressed. All these things. It's human experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, But... In any given Sunday, Jamie Foxx played this character named Willie Beeman. And he was like this quarterback that was a rookie that got really cocky, started like making rap songs and shit. And so niggas would always, Willie Beeman, I keep the ladies screaming, like to me in the hallway in high school and shit. And Willie Beeman kind of turned into Steaming Beeman, to Beeman the Demon, to just Dean. And I 
you know, I didn't really have a, a say in that, you know what I'm saying? And I was in a AP class in high school that dealt with anthropology and a dean is a population sample. Um, in anthropology, that's what it means. It's spelled differently, but you know, so think about that concept of population sample. At this time, my school is equally white, black, and Mexican. I'm hanging out with all these niggas, you know what I'm saying? I am too nerdy for the black kids or too white for the black kids. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And too black for the white kids or too hood for the nerdy kids. And so I just felt like population sample, like I'm kind of, like you said, all these things, but none of them at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So um, it just really spoke to me and I rolled with it. Mm. Nice. And I wanted something simple too, like nice. You know what I mean? Like just simple, like not like, you know what I'm saying? Um, no disrespect, cause I, I'm just saying, this is the one that's coming off the top of my head, like trademark the skydiver. That's like really hard to, to type in, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's a, a jet life artist, speaking mm -hmm. of currency from earlier, but uh, mm -hmm. he's a dope artist too, but I'm just saying that's a lot of words, you know what I mean? So I just wanted something really simple. Yeah, um, can't buy D, you almost don't forget it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then it, it also, has the message in there. You cannot buy me. You cannot purchase me or make me do anything I don't want to do, but you will pay me for what I do do. <laughs> pay me for what I do do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I be shitting on them. <laughs> Defecating, you feel me? <laughs> don't make us start freestyling. Get two rappers in the room. Quit playing, you feel you know me? What I'm saying? <laughs> Put on a beat. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? She... I'm with it. Sway in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you, you with it? <laughs> Hey, I don't freestyle, but I will. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm a songwriter, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I have freestyle days, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel that. Oh, actually, mentioning this, this does bring up, like, just speaking about, like, branding and all that. that that's something that a lot of young men are struggling with, like, if they're trying to be artists. Mm -hmm. Just the whole branding aspect and, yeah. like, marketing. How, how have you dealt with, with the marketing of the brand over time? Like, finding your audience? Because that's... Um... I feel like I still haven't necessarily tuned into my core audience yet. Um, but for me, it's just making sure that the clothes the uh, that I make, um, the merch, the promotional materials are all continuous. Kind of give you the same feel, same vibe, same energy. Um, and that when you listen to these songs and you meet this guy, it's the same person. You know what I mean? It's just that you're going to get certain things in conversation that you can never get in a two minute song. You know what I'm saying? But um, for me, that's really what's important about it. And honestly, um, you're not going to be an expert at everything. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a dope artist, you might not be the, the merch guy. You might not be the videographer. You might not be the brand guy. I just take advice. Why do you think people don't want to, why do people, why do you think, A, people want to have their hands in all baskets, and B, why they don't want to take advice? Uh, <clears throat> number one, not taking advice is bad advice, you know what I'm saying, that you got growing up. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to nobody, don't nobody know what you want, don't know nothing, it's like, yeah, that's true when it comes to negative things, but when someone's <laughs> coming at you with a positive energy, trying to add something positive, there's something that you could take from there. You don't need to follow it verbatim. 
Um, but I feel like it's the same reason as, you know, everybody dresses the same or everybody music sound the same. Um, people don't want to take that advice because that's what you're getting from. That's what people are telling you. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's just pretty much what it is, you know? Don't take advice. They don't know. It's all you. And it's like, yeah, that's Period cool. Period, cool. Do you? Yeah, Everybody yeah. else, they, they all trying to see you fail. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. trying to, not a single person is trying to see you win. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the messages that we're internalizing and we don't even know it. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard from one of my favorite songs ever is No New Friends. I just met, bro. This is definitely going to be a, a meaningful connection and relationship and if I was on some no new friends shit, I would have just went to the same outlets that I went to last time. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, I really just think that that's what it is. Everybody's in, even if you don't realize how much it's affecting you, you see it every day. You're on your way to work, watching all these videos and watching all these niggas say the same shit. And you, you internalize that to a certain point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, man. To get back to dudes that struggle with branding, I would say you need to realize what your brand is. And sometimes it's not right there in front of you. Uh, can I use a, a person that's out there as an Absolutely. example? Okay, so let's just take it to mm -hmm. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. So Lil Dirk started off, you know, making music, um, but now he's the voice. You know what I mean? And if you know any street niggas that are going to open up to you, he really is the voice. These are the things that they're going through. But he's on album number. By the time he dropped that album, the voice, and started saying that, that's like the fifth or sixth project. You know what I'm saying? He had to find that. And now that's the ongoing brand. You know what I mean? Where Lil Baby, we're watching this guy become a rapper in front of our face. Like, we're watching him get better and better. And now he's the hero because he's the dude from the neighborhood who made it out that's really taking care of his homies and now that's a ongoing brand you know what i'm saying like you have to figure out what it is it's not just gonna scream at you sometimes just living in your purpose is having faith that you're making the right choice and then the proper way to articulate it is going to fall on you at some point you know what i'm saying so your brand is is you you are your brand you know what I'm saying? Your personality, the way you treat people, the way you interact, the way you move, all of these things are um, art. You know what I'm saying? So in the beginning, that's the only brand you have. Don't be so quick to, why ain't MWB this? Or, you know what I'm saying? Why are in that? Like, you just, you don't know yet. Just figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is just figuring it out. Why do you think they're taking advice from niggas that rap? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's bars. I love the part that where you mentioned just bringing it to like pop culture, who we know. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was like, yeah. But I was thinking about like, yeah, he is the voice. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Yeah. He's not just saying it. If you listen to his music, yeah, and it's, it's almost like he fits his whole thing. Or I don't even know if it's fit. It might just be who he is. Yeah. And then so he found the balance of what works for him. Something that you can do yep. without too much effort, exactly. but also that's kind of like what you're known for mm -hmm. and sticking with it. Yeah, exactly. And um, I would never wrap my validation or my identity up in what other people think. But once again, you got to take advice. 
So I'm sure niggas kept coming to him being like, nah, bro, like this is in the trenches. Like the street niggas gonna understand this. Like you the voice of the people, you the voice of the people. After you hear it a million times, you like, I gotta do something with that. You know what I mean? So um, the Can't Buy Dean thing came from after years of me rapping already, already had projects out, took that advice. It further pushed along the message and the brand. Oh man. Then that led to the Dean Dollars. And now niggas literally just be like, Dean Dollars, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like the brand found me. You know what I mean? Just in me going in the direction that I knew I wanted to go in. You know what I'm saying? I just jumped off the porch. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think like, am I going to go left, right, whatever. I'm not going to sit on the fucking porch no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just knowing I'm not going to be still, mm -hmm. but I'm going I'm to go with what I have now. Yeah. And whatever I need to know is going to happen as long as I keep doing what feels right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was make that, which just make, was make music. Yeah, exactly. But then it, oh, then it came to so-and-so, okay, people calling me this, mm -hmm. or this is, seems to be what I'm being associated with, and then sometimes that may or be, may not what aligns with how you feel. Yeah, But and that's when you don't have to take it. And you don't but, have to take it, Yeah. right? Then you might need to push harder Mm -hmm. who you really are so that that thing that catches on is closer to you yeah exactly or you might be like I think they misunderstanding it this is what it really is okay there it is <laughs> you know what I mean there it is right there like you know what I'm saying if you feel like they got you fucked up <laughs> you know what I'm saying and you know exactly how then there's the meat of the brand there's the mission statement right there we saw Corday do that oh yeah, yeah I'm not a big Corday fan let me, let me, yeah. let me in on that Oh, you see, he used to be a part of Collective, YBN. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it stands for. I think it's like Young, I don't, I, let me stop. I'm not even going to butcher yeah. it, but. Young something. You young know what something, YBN, it was YBN, not Mirror. You know that song, Rubbing Off the Paint? Oh, yeah, and those niggas don't sound nothing like Cordae. You know what I'm But he was a part, the brand. Those was his homies. You feel me? And then it's like, what the fuck? Complete, it's like light and day. Yeah. You know? No disrespect to YBM Namir, but they're just not on the same lyricism, wordplay, just not on the same level. Yeah. So what do you do? He just coordinated now. He used to be what? But it's like, but that's a perfect example of just like you said, you know, a lot of you all are starting these collectives and it's good. Start something. Definitely yeah. start something. Start something. Start something. But if you can discern or if you can take some advice, maybe it's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe be more of a sponge. Exactly. That's what I'm learning to. I'm learning yeah. to find because there is a balance of not being a doormat either. Yeah, yeah. Not being a yes massa. So oh, no, I hear you. I'm gonna do that. I hear you. I'm gonna do that. It's like, nah, you're gonna kill yourself. You're that. gonna kill yourself. A and B, you're not even gonna do everything. So you ain't gonna do doing nothing because yeah. then it's gonna be overwhelming. Now you're just like exactly. We see that all the time. People yeah. they just you ain't make. You see people not drop something a long time or just stagnant because they're either processing too much, don't know what to do, indecisive, mm -hmm. or the people who just listen to one authority figure. They have their God, mm -hmm. like this is their Jesus. Mm -hmm. and it might be a Drake. It might be a little bit. Do what little baby says. And it's like, you not little baby. Yeah. You ain't grow up like little baby. You ain't, yeah. you ain't have a hood or a situation or you. his advice is not a one shoe fit all. So yeah. I love how you mentioned, you know, just, just move through life more 
open to advice, open to receiving an alley-oop mm-hmm. that might be disguised as something else by just moving your energy more in alignment with who you really are. And it's, you may not always know who you're going to be. Yeah. And you may not always know at the core of who you are because that takes time. Yeah. But what you can know is what you want to, which what, most people have an idea of what they want to be and what they want to look like. And if, as long as you keep following that path, in my opinion, that's all you can do. That's all you can do, that's man. That's all you can do. No one can read the future. The secret is everybody is figuring it out. I don't care how confident they seem, how they look. They have those moments of doubt. And also, this is kind of a depressing thing to say, but it's also like real. If you're like, if you feel like you're a self-reflective person and you're intuitive and you pay attention to the things going on around you, this is an adult brain. Whether the nigga that wrote the Bible or the nigga that runs the country or the nigga that runs Microsoft, you know, um, or whatever it is, they have the same adult brain. They, it might be firing off in different ways that led them to create this computer chip or write this book to brainwash all these people, but this is it. If they can do it, you can do it. It was just some guy or some or some woman. You know what I'm saying? That's really it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is an adult brain. It's all what you're gonna do with it. Some of these people aren't even as smart as you. You know what I'm saying? So it's it just is what it is. Like we know for a fact George Bush and Donald Trump are nowhere near as intelligent as most of the people that we surround ourselves with. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? They ran a whole country. Shit, Pookie and Ray Ray. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, they ran a whole country. You know what I'm saying? Other so, people ran them. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But yeah. Even still, you know what I'm saying? Even those niggas around them. Like, still, just it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, just don't be afraid to figure it out and move in faith because I don't care how sure they seem, they not. They're not showing you that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, man, that's powerful. And uh, just to wrap it up, I'm reading this book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Yeah. And I don't know if you've read it or if no. any other audience read it. Y'all that that title it. just had me like, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. you kicked up. You said, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm going to still recommend it because read. Mm-hmm. But so far, bars. Okay. They said, the book is saying, the author saying, treat everybody with respect. Yes. However, go into every situation with the mindset that I am important mm-hmm. and they're important too. Yeah. Not just because some people, they're important and then I ain't shit. No. It's like going to an interview. No. So say he was hiring someone for his company and then he didn't hire the people who were like, who didn't ask questions and were just like, just I'm just begging for this opportunity. It's like, no, he hired the guy who went in like, yeah, he was respectful. He was, he treated you important, but also he was asking questions. He valued himself too. Exactly. And that's the guy who got the job. Yeah. Nobody wants somebody who is, because honestly, it just smells like ass kissing. Nobody really likes how that feels. No one really likes that. Nobody but really likes that. And if they do, then... Mm, that's a deeper... You know what I mean? That's a deeper. Like the emperors back in the day and shit. Like, tell me what I want to hear. It's like, nah, nigga, that's sus. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's sus. Yeah, because I don't even see, like, that don't even feel good. Whenever I, like, get praise that I feel like I don't deserve, I don't like it. Yeah. It literally feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Exactly. So, um, yeah, so it just shows just... Treat yourself with respect. Mm-hmm. Go into situations with an open mind. Know your value, but mm-hmm. also value others. 
And yeah, that applies to everything you do. All your ambitions, all your, you know, endeavors, all of that. You know, just just use that metric and report back to the Treehouse Show. And I guarantee if you stay consistent with it, you will see results. Mm-hmm. I love this energy, man. Yes, sir. This yes, is sir. beautiful. We could go so many here, there, directions, left, right. But I feel like we have had a great talk. Yes. And before we wrap it up, though, what are ways we can reach Can't Buy Dean? So the way you can reach me is at Can't Buy Dean on every single streaming platform, including Cash App and Venmo, because, you know, it's not easy being an artist. You know, we do take uh, donations and tips, but that's C-A-N-T-B-U-Y-D-E-E-M. And if that's too long for you, just go to moneycants.com. And everything I've ever done is on there. Uh, also, can I plug some things? So right now I have CDs, DVDs, loose squares, the mixtape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, this has been a very serious interview because you know he's asking me serious questions, but I'm a funny nigga. You know what I'm saying? Everything's cracking up over the fuss. You know what I'm saying? It's all a joke anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? It's all a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um, CDs, DVDs, Loose Squares, the mixtape. That's out right now. I put out these three mixtapes a couple years ago that I didn't want to put on streaming because they're traditional Jack and for Beast mixtapes, but they're up right now. And they're called Not For Sale, Volume 1 through 3. 21 new songs if you only listen to me on streaming and you don't follow me on SoundCloud. There's 21 new songs for you to listen to. Also, I have this juice. Sorry about that. No, you straight. I got this juice right here that I am pushing everywhere, mm. you know what I'm saying? I promise you, you're gonna see it in several stores very soon, it's called Mmm. It's like, my name is not Dean, like the Dean of the school, it's Dean, like Mmm. You know, I do believe I'm delicious, but that's a thing for another time. <laughs> um, get you some Mmm's, you can only get it from the boy right now, or you can go to 71st and Jeffrey, 7144 South Jeffrey, to be exact, to grab you some out the cooler there, or you can go to Chicago and Central to grab you some from my homie Shafi. Safi. Shout out to Wolf Mob, you feel me? Um, and then the only other thing that I want to say right now is I have a a show on May 26th. It's called Happy Dilf Day. Me and my boy Scully got this album out right now. It's called Dilf. If you know what a MILF is, you know what a <laughs> Dilf is. Take care of your kids or don't talk to me. What is that? It's a tape. Oh, check it out. I haven't seen a tape. Get you some graphic design from Dean. Get you some artwork from Dean. Get you a music video directed by Dean. Get you an interview from Treehouse. Yes. Get some good energy in Thank general. Thank you so much. This is, this is, no, this, this is touching me. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a tape. Hey man, memorabilia. I haven't seen a tape. In, in, I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. 10 years at least. Whoa. Tape? Cause like CDs, yeah. I don't even see CDs. I got some CDs in here too, my boy. CDs, DVDs, loose squares, <laughs> hats, socks, I lotion, deodorant, what you need. Not for sale, yeah. yeah. No, this is, I'm gonna keep this. This is, this is beautiful. Support, spam, mm-hmm. cop, all that. Yes, sir. All that, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Let's support each other and evolve and elevate. Yes, sir. Take, our, take each other's hands and just rise. Yes. On the way to the top. Yeah. We don't gotta wait till we get there. Mm-hmm. We can do it on the way there. You know what I mean? You know. Do it on the way. Just start today. 
You know what I'm saying? Move with love, live in gratitude. Just remember there's things that you have now that you used to want. And that means you're moving in the right direction. Just keep doing that. It's gonna be okay. Uh, this is all water. You just, you still swimming. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing I want to leave with is I don't know. Yeah. What, what what words do you want to say? If anybody's ever seen the movie Soul, it's a Disney movie where uh, this guy loses his soul and his soul's like struggling to get back to his body or something. He gets in the wrong body, but anyway, he's trying to do this concert with this famous musician. He finally does it, and he comes out. And she's like, "How do you feel?" And he's like feels like every other day. It doesn't feel like how I thought it would. And she says this quote, she goes, okay, so there's an older fish and a younger fish. And the older fish, or the younger fish swims up to the older fish and says, hey, I'm looking for the ocean. Have you seen it? And the older fish goes, um, you're in it right now. And the younger fish goes, no, this is water. I'm looking for the ocean. You already there. I know I came in for a poetry slump. You feel me? <laughs> and that will stick with me for the rest of my life. That one in Be Like Water by Bruce Lee. You know, water is the softest, most nurturing thing on the planet, but it can also penetrate rock. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Those two right there, they ain't never going nowhere. That's, man, that's not only is that deep, that's also a reminder I need to watch Soul. I, I've been, I, it's like I just had a time, but I, I'm going to make time to watch Soul because yeah. not just you, at least a dozen people over the past. 12 months have told me to watch those so it's a great film yeah disney p hit it sometimes yeah. a lot of times they be they be uh packaged in a simple animated form but they be spitting bars exactly you know and i respect that all right with that being said um we always like to end on the ah, i'm gonna get cross-legged stance because we're meditating Got to, got to. I can't do that, but you know. Okay, listen. <laughs> My listen. legs don't do that. <laughs> okay, we got one more. I can use one. one, 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 one Dapper. Okay, that's the dad position. You feel me? You feel me? Dilf energy. You feel me? Cop, show up. As always, stay hydrated. Mm. Stay breathing in that good ass oxygen. And most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. You are listening to. Shadow work by yours truly. Too many thoughts in my head. I black out when I'm at, I don't find fear. Don't feel no pain, just see red. Uh. They say love always conquers hate, but I hate that I make mistakes. I was happy for goodness sake, while regret gotta pump the brakes. Social anxiety, fear of rejection, stay busy to hide my depression. See my reflection. But I'm full of flaws Are you a punk? Validate me how I'm tall Validate me by my square job Validate me with a call Won't pick up too busy building walls Give me a DM then I'm gonna stop Digging up bones seem like you a dog I look to the moon, you look to the stars I'm feeling this deep in my soul So pardon me if I am cold See my glow up now you wanna go I know all that, that glitter is gold I am weak in my knees I feel my energy leaving me I'm clinging to life I didn't just believe We're destined to suffer eternally I'm in my feelings, my emotions got me through the ceiling What am I feeling? I overthink everything So fuck you if you be chilling Pay me a villain, pay me a villain Pay me a villain, pay me a villain I'm in my feelings, my emotions got me through the ceiling And my heart a cold, I cannot feel it Give me a reason to continue living Pay me a villain, pay me a villain
Can't tell if that's black, but he drinking some juice It's you that new Jeffrey down with the news Tits and beans in that never dimension We all just a meet in the kitchen It was a joke, I wanna spaz Remember last time that we spoke I held you close, comma was gas Remember you told me you walk off a zip of that dink That I'm gonna chief, then I'm taking souls Yeah, I am a thief, promise is key If you cannot keep your promise, then you'll be controlled All deleted, yeeted I'm in my feelings, my emotions got me through the ceiling What am I feeling? I overthink everything So fuck you if you just be chilling Pay me a villain, pay me a villain Pay me a villain, pay me a villain I'm in my feelings, my emotions got me through the ceiling And my heart a cold, I cannot feel it Give me a reason to continue living Pay me a villain, pay me a villain Pay me a villain, pay me a villain don't like how I feel when alone in my place, so I go out my way just to feel something. Can't look in the mirror, don't like see my face, so I go out my way just to feel something. Can't keep up with time, it's not on my pace, so I go out my way just to feel something. Just won't disappear and I leave a trace, so I go out my way just to feel something. I'm in my feelings, my emotions got me to the ceiling. What am I feeling? I overthink everything, so fuck you if you just be chilling. Pay me a villain, pay me a villain, pay me a villain. Yeah.